a memoir, Pulitzer Prize winner Larry McMurtry begins by saying, I don't remember either of my parents ever reading me a story. Perhaps that's why I made up so many. Among his most popular writing in works such as The Last Picture Show, All the Pretty Horses, and Lonesome Dove are some decidedly Western American themes, and McMurtry hints at some ancestral influences. I believe that my grandfather, William Jefferson McMurtry, who died when I was four, did tell me stories, but they were all stories about his adventures as a Texas pioneer, and, so far as I can remember, did not include imaginary beings, such as one might find in Grimm and Anderson fairy tales. Concurrent with his development as a writer, Larry McMurtry was also becoming what is known in the trade as a bookman, actually one of America's most prominent bookmen, who over the course of half a century has bought, owned, and sold several million used, rare, and collectible books. No doubt McMurtry's passion for books is light years beyond mine, but I do become considerably energized in the presence of books. Probably when not much of my memory remains, I'll nonetheless be clearly remembering a month-long research excursion I made the middle of June in 1981 to the Bodleian Library in Oxford, England. The sense of history and culture and continuum that books convey will be difficult for electronic media to ever even approximate. In this vein, a recent publication by the Cambridge Gallery's Design at Riverside edited by Sasha Hastings and Esther Shipman, and entitled Logotopia, the Library in Architecture, Art, and Imagination, provides hundreds of vivid color photo enlargements to show the all-important relation between human beings and their libraries. My favorite is a two-page, 11-by-17-inch photo of a large, second-floor residence library room in which the bookcase shelving is bordered by windows that look out onto a lush garden so that the library appears as if it is built in a treehouse. Inside the garden and the library are much on my mind of late. Come and take choice of all my library and so beguile my sorrow, wrote William Shakespeare in Titus Andronicus. This past week, my girlfriend flew out to the California Bay Area to visit her ailing brother, who now, after eight weeks of being near death, appears to be convalescing. And while she flew to California, some of the latest hatch of California Sierra Nevada lady beetles were being flown my way via supplier in Bozeman, Montana. Their purpose, the lady beetles, that is, is to assist me in getting a jump on the aphids that want to trouble sections of my garden. Known scientifically as hippodamia convergence, and commonly as ladybugs. Lady beetles became so named during the Middle Ages when certain species of their ancestors were dedicated to the Virgin Mary and named Beetles of Our Lady. My particular shipment of them matured in California's Great Central Valley and flew up to the Sierra Nevada where they were collected. Because they like to fly great distances, the 2,000 I received will most mostly end up somewhere else in Orono, if not further. Only a hundred or so will remain in my garden, and those will have come from my releasing them on four consecutive evenings just after sundown. At home here we have a dining room window buttressed by bookshelves. The window looks out onto the garden, which is close enough for me to see that we still have at least a few dozen of the new lady beetles who have opted to stay around for a while. 
If they remain content for another few days, their reproductive cycles will kick into high gear, and then we might just have some new lady beetle pupae to join the party. For more on Omain, have a great day. Someday my life will be over And no one will remember my name That's alright, cause what's in a name And who needs another one to memorize anyway Make no fuss over my grave Just plant something pretty and call it a day Let's just listen to the rain Go by and before too long Even the very last one is gone The very last one is
Penn Station tonight.